Hey everyone, so you want to know how to use Anchor, right? I'm here to inform, guide, and help you on how to use Anchor. Anchor is a phone app and hosting site owned by Spotify. It's the awesome idea to start creating your podcast by attempting to be the one-stop shop for podcasters without an extensive technical background. You can follow the vertical integration model, meaning that you can record, distribute, and monetize your podcast. Why are you struggling with paying a hosting site which includes promoting your show with limited storages? Forget about it! It's the simple fact that unlimited storage is free. It includes recording, adding music, intros, outros, and uploading episodes. Plus, you get paid some money to put in your pocket through sponsorships with no minimum listenership. That's fantastic and magnificent, isn't it? These are the important things to create and make a podcast. You can download Anchor on your phones, tablets, laptops, and computers, or you can check out anchor.fm so you can get a head start on your podcast right now. Remember, if you have a dream of creating your own podcast, don't let anyone stop you from achieving your goals and dreams. If I can reach the amount of success loving what I'd love to do in this career, podcasting field so can you i'm g money stacks thank you for listening and have fun with your podcast let's go Good evening, USA, International, Long Island, aka Strong Island, Canada, the far spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. 
and you're rocking and hanging out with me on the 53rd episode of excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports edition show live and direct from Streamyard and youtube where we talk about the stories in sports not just only the stats and numbers but the the sports the sports athletes and what's their stories behind it and all that other stuff right there and which includes baseball basketball football there's tennis there's a little bit of um a little bit of everything so that's for the people that's new that don't know about the show i'm telling you right now and and by the way um right next to me is the instagram live feed of of the podcast show page make sure you turn your notifications on excellent fun vibrant talks podcast so you can be in the know on when I'm going to be on Instagram live and I'm and and when the episodes are going to be dropping. So all right, so without further ado, um let me just start off with um let me start off with by me saying about um hold on a second. Uh yeah, let me start up by saying, if you like to support this podcast, you're more than you're more than welcome to actually do that. All right. So, basically, basically, my cash app is dollar sign G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's dollar sign capital G lowercase lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C kz 555 once again it's not about breaking the bank it's all about doing the best you can as a human being on whatever amount of money you decide that you're comfortable and and desire will be appreciated any amount will be appreciated and also don't forget to leave a five-star rating on pod chaser pod friend alongside with um spotify and if you have apple podcasts or whatever um you can you can leave a five-star rating and a review on there and tell us what you feel about the sports topics that's going to be discussed all right and speaking of sports topics grab that subscribe button for me on the youtube sports channel page of excellent fun vibrant talks podcast and and tap the noni noni bell so you'll be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. Stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and of course, download the episodes, listen, stream, and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them whatsoever. Share the episodes, share the videos, tell friends to another friend, and I will handle the rest on where you can listen to the episodes especially watch especially watch the episodes especially on youtube as well so there you have it right there i'm going to um yeah i'm going to pull up something actually hold on just give me a sec just give me a second um 
Okay. Um, let me just let everybody know what today's episode is going to be based on, which is the topics. One in particular has to do with what went down with um, the recent incident with DeMar Hamlin. And and there's going to be a little bit of um, a little bit of everything, including um um, some more MLB news involving the Mets. So, so without further ado, um, I'm going to get to where we're going to be talking about today. So, just bear with me. And before we talk about DeMar Hamlin, we got a passing in the sports world that we need to talk about here. Um, First and foremost, let's get to this segment right here. Um, Actually, actually, let's do this, though, man. Let's do a little bit of mental health check-in, all right? Mental health check-in is actually good for the soul right here man so here it is right here um all right all right um Okay, how I'm feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually, you ask? Well, <clears throat> let me just say this, though. Hold on a second. Um, Shout-outs to Binge Essentials for watching this right here. Um, Now, mentally, physically, and spiritually, yeah, I am. I had a little discomfort in my left shoulder but i needed to rest um i am putting some i am putting a little bit of vicks on my shoulder and i'm doing the best i can to actually try to recover and on top of that um on top of that um i've been out of a out of a phone for it's about to be it's about to be three days now, actually. Um, it's about to be three days since Sunday, yesterday, and today. So it will be day three of not having a phone, which I'm not really, I'm not really happy about that. But I am getting a new battery. Hopefully, if that works, we'll see what happens. For anybody that was trying to reach me, I do apologize. I'm not going to be able to get to it at the moment because um, <clears throat> due to technical difficulties and stuff. So, so there you have it right there, man. Um, I just want to get that out the way. And 
everything else, everything else is all right, though, man. So, um, you know, you know, sometimes people be having a little issue with their phones and stuff. So it happened to my sister recently, um, months ago, when she didn't have a charger. And, and, and for me, it's a little different. It's not the charger. I think it has to do with the, the battery. It's not the SD card. It has to do with the battery that's kind of old. So I have to upgrade the battery. So that's pretty good on my part. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> now that I got that out the way, let's get to, we got a little passing in the, um, in the sports world that we need to talk about um, involving a former, um, excuse me, a former NFL player who, who got killed. So let's get to it right now. Let's get to it right now, though, man. Um, All right. Okay. All right. Let's get to let's get to the uh, the former NFL player. All right. Let's get to it. All right. So um, we do have a passing that we need to talk about here, and. And this is according to TMZ Sports. Former NFL cornerback Antonio Denard was shot and killed outside a, a bar in Reading, Pennsylvania over the weekend. TMZ Sports has learned he was 32. Um, the Berks County Coroner, Coroner's Office tells us Denard was pronounced dead at 3.15 a.m. on October 16th. Um, after being transported to Reading Hospital for a gunshot wound. Um, Denar's death has been ruled a homicide and police are currently investigating, which is crazy. Um, so this is a while back, actually, but <clears throat> it's still a topic to be discussed, actually. So let's get to, hold on a second. Hold on a minute here. I don't know what 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 type of um issue um would a person would actually shoot an, a former NFL player like that. To be honest with you, that's not that's not cool at all though. It really is not cool at all, for real. And that's just that's just me right there, man. That person probably having a bad day who probably ended up doing some heinous shit, man. Like crashing and burning. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. There's more to the story. And um, okay. Denard spent time in the NFL with the New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and Jacksonville Jaguars throughout his career. Throughout his career. An autopsy, um, yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that one right there. But um, anyway, man, so SIP Sleep in Paradise to, to Antonio Denard. All right. Now, um, we got another, um, hold on a second. No, no, before we even go to the former basketball player, let's get to, um, before we get to the, hang on a second here, uh, um, before we get to that, we're going to be talking about some stuff that happened recently. Um, so there's some stuff to uncover. Uh, there's some stuff to uncover, actually. Let me make sure I got all of the topics to talk about. Let's see. Um... Okay, um, Deshaun Jackson. Okay, all right. Let's talk. Hold on a second, Deshaun Jackson. Hold on a minute here. We got another issues that we need to talk about too. Deshaun Jackson. Hold on. Okay. Let's talk to Sean Jackson, and this is according to the Bleacher Report. Taking one at a time, the reasons the Philadelphia Eagles decided to release wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who had a career best season statistically in 2013, are difficult to understand. But put them all together in association with gang members, lavish spending, a dispute with former agent Drew Rosenhaus over money, a robbery at his home in January, and an often immature approach to his football career, and the decision begins to make sense. It also explains why that same pattern of behavior has several other NFL teams hesitant to sign him. And those reasons don't include one other. Several sources close to, to Jackson and the Eagles say he received a death threat in 2012 from a crackpot fan. Unfortunately, those same sources say that such a threat is not unusual. But what is concerning about this one was Jackson's reaction to it. It freaked them out. A former associate of Jackson's said he thought it was gang-related at first. The Eagles... Um, The Eagles declined to comment on the death threat, and Jackson's publicist did not respond to a question about the threat. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that has to suck right here, man. 
Like, why are you threatening a former a former football player? Like, what even possessed you to even do that right there? To be honest with you, that's just crazy. Yeah, that's crazy right there. <laughs> I don't know how people do this, but me personally, I don't know. This is this is not right though. That's not right though, man. Anyway, however, two of the t- source those sources believe the threat shook Jackson because of his friendship and association with Los Angeles area gang members. Moreover, NFL teams are now re- researching Jackson's background and a pattern of events in his life that make them wonder if he can be depended on. Is he a gangbanger? No, I don't think so, said an AFC team executive with knowledge of security checks on Jackson. Our belief is that he's kind of a wannabe at worst. He hangs out with bad guys because he thinks it's cool, but he doesn't really do bad things. Um, however, the the executive acknowledges the question NFL teams face now is, does that ever change? In the aftermath of the arrest of former New England, New England tight end Aaron Hernandez, NFL teams are taking extra precautions extra caution with a fairly significant number of players who have gang ties. (sighs) What is with everybody in gangs, man? I mean, really, really. And that right there, that's what really, that's what really gets a little, that's what drives people crazy though. So that's just, nah. All right. And you know what happens when somebody tries to be associated with a gang? They end up falling flat on their face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that. I had to do that right there. Um, Yes. So while this has been a focus of NFL security, for years, the belief is that most players were largely left alone by gangs and allowed to conduct their careers. Most of what we were running into were requests for money, often with a direct or indirect threat of harm to a family member. Basically, protection money. That happens a lot in all sports, a source within NFL security. With Jackson, the big concern is whether his tendency to live large will drive him into a troubling place. Jackson has started his own rap label, uh, Jackpot Records, a venture that is notoriously risky. In Jackson's case, the risk may go beyond simply financial. It was reported last last week by NJ.com that Jackson has a business relationship friendship with um, Tehran Shakir, who Los Angeles police believe is a Crip gang member and who was once held for a year after being accused of murder. Oh my gosh. Why do you have to hang up with the wrong crowd, man? 
And this is why, this is why, this is why it's gang, this is why it's game over, man. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but this is, this is, this is crazy right here. And it's game over for Deshaun Jackson anyway. All right. Let's keep going, man. I just had to make a point right here with the sound effect right here. So in case anybody's wondering, I'm using um, my instance on my tablet, which I downloaded actually since my since my phone is out of commission. Um, but hopefully when I get the new battery tomorrow, I'll be back. So anyway, <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> oh man. Um, Shakir has recorded music under Jackson's late record label and the two have been pictured together twice on social media. Jackson's publicist issued a statement after the story appeared on Friday denying any gang membership uh the eagles released jackson at the same time the story the story appeared as the afc personnel executive said that has some people wondering what's going on the timing is really suspicious in addition rosenhaw has claimed in an arbitration overseen by the nfl players association that Jackson owes him more than $1 million in back fees and loans. $1 million? Damn. $1 million? Oh, wow. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. Like, really? Really? $1 million for this shit? Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> One million dollars for that shit, though, man. And that right there. Oh, wow. He's already in trouble for that shit anyway. <laughs> yeah. And... And on top of that, here he, here he crashed and burned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's crazy. Jackson has countered that Rosa Hans broke NF. LPA regulations by in inducing him to sign a representation agreement and that he should be under no obligation to pay Rosenhans. In January, police said Jackson's Philadelphia home was robbed, including cash, jewelry, and two guns. The cash amount was initially reported to be $250,000, although police have since re re revised that to $20,000. However, Jackson offered a $50,000 reward at one point for what was taken. 
damn so $250,000 oh wow all right huh. um <clears throat> beyond all that there is a the question of Jackson's behavior around the team. Jackson's performance in practice and games has been scrutinized since the, the time he was in college. He dropped to the second round of the draft because of concerns over his attitude and work ethic. He ran into problems with former Eagles coach Andy Reid at times. Although Reid continues to be a fan of Jackson as a player. Ah. <sighs> Too many problems, man. And that's why he is, that's why his fucking career is down the damn toilet, man. This is why his fucking career is down the toilet, though, man. I swear, man. Like, you really really have to be so damn stupid, man. I swear, man. Talk about bankruptcy, man, being robbed. All right. <laughs> oh man. I swear, man. This is like this is crazy, man. Anyway, um <clears throat> anyway, um this past season, Jackson um excelled in Chip Kelly's offense making 82 receptions for 1,322 yards and nine touchdowns after the season jackson hinted that he wanted a new contract only two years after signing a five-year 48.5 million dollar deal 48.5 million dollars wow wowzers yes (laughs) Um, Jackson quickly denied he wanted a new deal, but his fascination with his contract and money have been consistent in his career. Throw in all the other issues and you have the odd case of an extremely talented player getting cut seemingly at the top of his game. Normally a player like this might have lasted a day on the open market instead teams are taking their time to make sure they know everything about jackson's life um talent no question it should be a bidding war he probably would be signed already if it was just on talent but it's not and that should tell you something the aoc executive said all right so let's see what else on the agenda on the agenda that we need to talk about here um all right um now before we even get to uh um demar hamlin um let's go to jordan peele and of course ben gordon let's go to hold on Hold on a minute here. We got Ben Gordon. We need to go there. Um, yeah, Ben Gordon. Yeah, Ben Gordon. Let's go to Ben Gordon. Okay. Okay. 
So we got another issue of a former athlete. Okay. And this is pertaining to, okay. A warrant has been issued for the arrest of former Chicago Bulls star Ben Gordon after he failed to show up in court last week for charges stemming from a fight with two security guards at the McDonald's in River North in November. Oh, gosh. Gordon, age 39, was arrested at the McDonald's at 6 um, North. 600 North Clark Street on November 4th after knocking two security guards to the ground, according to a police report. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Do you see? Oh, my gosh. That right there, that's crazy. That's very crazy right there, man. That should really tell you um that's crazy i don't understand athletes i don't want i don't understand athletes these days man and they end up um doing some shit like this ah man oh man oh man oh man Wait, there's more to the story. There's more to the story to Ben Gordon. Um, <laughs> um, yes, staff repeatedly asked Gordon to leave the restaurant, and as two security guards were escorting him um, outside, Gordon elbowed one of the guards in the face two times and then threw him to the ground, police said. Then Gordon grabbed the other guard's shirt and threw him to the ground. Both guards refused medical attention after police arrived and Gordon was taken into custody. Oh, child. This is this is beyond ridiculous. Like, why? <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't understand this right here. And... Looks like an angry, angry, angry beaver right there, man. That's doing some shit. So, ah, uh, and that's an epic fail right there. Yeah, you know how that goes, man. Like, why? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! This right here has to be very, very, this is disgusting. Very disgusting right here. <laughs> this is very disgusting to hear about an, a former athlete doing, like, this is nuts. Anyway, uh, okay, so let's see. Both guards, yeah, I already read that part. Gordon, yeah, Gordon was charged. Um, with two misdemeanor counts of battery and was released on his own recon recognizance. He was due to return to court on December 21st, but did not show up and a judge issued an arrest warrant. The Bulls drafted Gordon with the third 
overall pick in the 2004 NBA draft. And he played in Chicago for five seasons, averaging 18.5 points per game. He also played for the Detroit Pistons, Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> this is fucking this is fucking ridiculous. This is fucking laughable, man. The name of a team called the Bobcats. Oh wow. <laughs> oh man. And Orlando Magic in 11 seasons. Gordon has been arrested several times since he retired from the NBA in 2015. Jeez. Um in October 2017, he was hospitalized for psychiatric evaluation at the reportedly reportedly arguing with a woman and locking himself into a bathroom of a sports rehabilitation center that he owns in Mount Vernon, New York. In November 2017, Gordon was arrested in New York for allegedly driving with a forged license. A forged license? Oh, wow. Wow. Here's what I got to say. Here's what I got to say on this but i'll probably say this with these sound effects right there man um and this I had to. I had to do this. It's so. It's so fucking incredible to to see an athlete who had a good career end up ruining his ruining his damn life. Though, oh my gosh, uh, forgive me, folks. I'm just being a little animated about this story I'm reading right now. This is crazy. About a week later, he was arrested on suspicion of robbery in Los Angeles. Police said he punched the manager of his apartment building and pulled a knife after demanding his security deposit. This past October, Gordon was arrested at LaGuardia Airport in New York, accused him accused of hitting his 10-year-old son. Two Port Authority police officers also were injured while arresting Gordon at the airport. Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. This is just crazy. Like, seriously? 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 Seriously, though? And, yes, there's more to the story about Ben Gordon and his crazy-ass ideas for attention right well well let's see in 2020 gordon wrote a piece in the players tribune about his struggles with mental health issues revealing he has bipolar disorder and has repeatedly considered suicide what Don't do that, man. Don't do that. 
And um, let's see. Let's see. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide or hurting yourself, there is help available. You can call or text 988 to reach the new nationwide suicide prevention hotline. So there it is. And uh, let's see what else we got on the agenda here. Hold on. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about the redeemed team documentary. Um, Jordan Poole. We're going to talk about these two next. All right. So let's get into. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. The redeemed team. Let's see. I've been holding on to this for quite some time. This is, uh, um, Okay, the U.S. men's basketball team has so long been associated with winning that it's easy to forget that heading into the 2008 Beijing Games, their victory was no guarantee layup. Coming off of a resounding defeat in Athens four years earlier with a bronze medal finish, the all-star team has something to prove for the first time. Now, a, a new documentary tells the story of this so-called redeemed team and how some of the best basketball players in the world came to be seen as underdogs. Redeemed team marks the first time that the International Olympic Committee has opened up its archives of more than 70 years of Olympic history. This film will bring viewers directly inside that team, said Mark Parkman of Olympic Channel Services, and it'll do that with some help. The documentary features previously unseen footage and interviews with redeemed team members LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Camilla Anthony, and Chris Paul, as well as their coach Mike um, Mike um, Mike Krasuski and archival footage of the late great Kobe Bryant. The redeemed team shows actual footage throughout Team USA's journey from early morning training in Las Vegas to to game time in Beijing. The documentary's opening scene features James and Bryant sitting down together many years ago. Featuring James and Wade as executive producers, there's a certain intimacy in each interview and in the retelling of the story, this story. And quote, I really felt that the guys wanted to talk about this, director John Weinbach um, told Tudum. They've all won stuff. They've all done incredible things. But the enthusiasm and the candor and the emotion they brought showed that they wanted to honor the memory of the team and its significance. Why were they called the redeemed team, you ask? After a demoralizing bronze medal finish at the 2004 Athens 
Olympics team USA's perceived dominance in the sport was in question. It was a shock, but not completely unprecedented. In 1988, a, t a time when Olympics rules stated that only amateurs could compete, the U.S. suffered its worst result in the history of the Games. A bronze medal after a semifinal semifinals loss to the U.S. the U.S.S.R. because of the political climate. Um. And because of pride, as Americans felt basketball was their sport, averaging the loss became a top priority. That effort, aided by a rules change allowing allowing pro ballers to participate in the games, yielded the 1992 roster known as the Dream Team, comprising players like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Charles Barkley. At the time, they were herald to be the greatest American basketball team in history. After Team USA's 2004 debacle, the recruits charged with reclaiming American basketball superiority felt a similar pressure and sense of destiny. Thus, the redeemed team, a riff, of, a riff on the nickname of the squad that restored glory and excitement some years ago, was born but not without friction and major personnel overhauls. For the Redeem team, executive producers Mike Tolan and Weinbach, who co-produced the Jordan Chicago Bulls docuseries, The Last Dance, pieced together the U.S. team's road to redemption. That road required shrewd maneuvering from the USA basketball director Jerry Colangelo. Innovative coaching from Mike Mike Crazy Zuski and camaraderie between perceived rivals Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. So, who's in the redeemed team doc? The, the documentary features interviews from the best and basketball lebron james the late kobe bryant former duke basketball coach mike mike crazy's crazy zuki krasuski carmelo anthony Dwayne wade and chris paul are all featured in extensive interviews of course you can visit the redeemed team cast guide to find out who's who um what does the redeemed team cover Americans took it personally when the U.S. men's national basketball team lost in the semifinals of 2004 Olympics. What followed was a massacre overhaul in personnel, methodology, and heart. All preparation leading to a chance at redemption in the 2008 Beijing Games. Winning in 2008 was crucial. No shit. It was taking for granted that Americans had always dominated the sport. When Argentina won gold in 2004, it was only the fourth time that the U.S. hadn't placed first since basketball was introduced to the Olympics in 1936. One of those occasions was in 1988. 
inspiring the aforementioned dream team another was in 1980 when the u.s boycotted the games in moscow altogether and possibly the most controversial ending to a basketball game ever played on a global scale was in 1972 when the u.s lost to the soviet union the final three seconds of that game were infamously replaced excuse me replayed two times until finally the soviet union won it was and still is an enormous scandal that history plays into why restoring pride and identity to american basketball mattered so intensely after 2004. the sport was invented in 1891 and in ymca in springfield massachusetts america featured the best most powerful most electric most monetarily successful basketball league in the world its heroes were international icons magic johnson michael jordan late great kobe bryant and of course lebron james the 2004 loss was the first time america faulted for no reason they didn't lose because of a fixing scandal or because only amateurs were allowed to play or because of of a boycott that prevented them from participating in the first place they lost because they were lack they were lack a days they were lack a days and complacent it was a threat to what american basketball understood itself to be that's the tension that created the redeem team and that's where the challenge for the challenge lay for director Colangelo and coach Krasuski and a new squad of players shouldering a new mission to reclaim greatness all right so let's go to all right let's go to um let's go to Jordan Poole yes yes now and this is from yahoo um the website i'm using um now would be a good time to start oh by the way man you can check out the redeem team on um you can check out the redeem team on um on uh i think it's on netflix i believe it's on netflix I believe he's on Netflix, by the way. Um, yeah, you can go check that out as well. Yes, yeah, so um, that would be a good time to start curbing the criticisms. Some of them justified direct directed toward Jordan Jordan Poole. He is on his way back to being the dude, uh, the Warriors deemed worthy of a nine-figure contract extension. It took copious video review endless re repetition and a few quarts of perspiration but pool finally has located his three-point shot this is a huge development the bonus within jp's um hot team high 32 point effort friday night in a stunning 120 to 114 victory over the cavaliers in cleveland in cleveland 
was that he opened the game with three consecutive three balls and drained five of his first six shots from deep. JP was fantastic. Coach Steve Steve Kerr told reporters at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. With Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins giving the night off, the spotlight was on Poole. He handled it nicely. His teammates followed his lead. The Warriors led by five at the one quarter and stayed in front by as much as 20 before a late Cleveland surge trimmed the margin. Um... We let them get going in the first quarter. Cavaliers star Darius Garland said, and that was the game after that. That was the JP effect with three triples in the first three minutes. The rim seemed to get larger for the entire roster. The Warriors shot a season high 53.5%, which is 23 of 43 from deep. Poole finished 5 of 12 beyond the arc, bringing his totals over the last six games to 21 of 52. That's 40.4%, his longest stretch this season of solid shooting from deep. To play that way tonight without Steph and Clay and Wiggs and Draymond, Kerr said, with Isaac Okoro, all over him to give us that scoring, that force. He made so many people, so many plays out there. He just set the tone right away. If Poole can shoot in the 37 to 40% range, he becomes considerably more dangerous. He becomes an all-star sock. No, an all-star scorer, excuse me. Consider that JP entered the game shooting 31.5% from deep this season, spending most of the first half with percentages in the high 20s and low 30s. His overall percentages hovered in the low 40s. All too often, though, Poole's three-point shot was killing the offense. That was the missing element of his arsenal and it was sabotaging his best efforts. It's not the basis of his scoring production, but it is the key to his efficiency. Without JP's three ball, two things were happening, both problematic for the Warriors. One, defenders were starting to sag off him. Two, Poole's lack of faith in his deep shot compelled him to try his quickness against the sagging defenders, resulting in over-dribbling and turnovers. Not just turnovers, mind you, but game-altering miscalculations, thus the criticism. Now that Poole's three-pointer is getting back to his norm, he shot 36.4% over 30, excuse me, 76 games last season. Defenders will start creeping closer to him. Doing so is an invitation to get burned. The quickness that was nullified by sagging defenders is enough to annihilate those who tried breathing on him. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, man. 
<laughs> That's fucking crazy. Oh, man. In the six games before his latest bump, Poole was 14 of 60. That's 23.3% from distance. That paltry number is skewed by the fact that Curry missed those games. But players and coaches in the Golden State locker room know that percentage is not representative representative of JP's shooting ability. What they are seeing now is more typical. Pull is a four-level scorer driving at the rim, floaters, mid-range, and threes, who spent much of the season as a three-level scorer. He was great, Kerr said. He's just getting better and better. There's so far to go, which is exciting. There was a sense that maybe Poole wasn't ready to handle the higher expectations that come with a contract that could be worth as much 130, um, 130, um, what is it, million dollars over four years beginning next season. He has 36 more games to, to bury those concerns and that's what will happen if his three ball is falling at a decent rate okay okay let me do the sound effect of the cash register hold on hold on a second hold on hold on wait for it Okay, here it is. Okay, here it is. All right. Now that we talked about joining pool, we're going to go to the big story that happened recently. And then we'll go to some more MLB news and stuff. Uh, for last now we can talk about what went down with Demar Hamlin okay okay uh all right so let's see let's see let's see um and then we go to uh Shannon Sharp um all right all right so Demar Hamlin had a health scare. So let's get into it, though. So most recently, um, the sports world was shaken to its core after Buffalo Bills safety Demar Hamlin collapsed on the football field in front of a national TV audience. His story is nothing short of miraculous and inspirational. And millions of Americans have taken notice of just how important it is to have a health professional who knows CPR available at all times. However, CPR, um, which stands for, for those of you who may not know what CPR stands for, it stands for cardiopulmonary resuscitation. It's something that anyone, anyone can learn and is certainly valuable for everyone to at least understand. In fact, since Hamlin's health scare, Americans are showing a huge interest in learning more about CPR, according to new research. Hamlin suffered um, a cardiac arrest during the Bills-Bengals 
um, Monday night football game on January 2nd when he collapsed after taking a hit during a tackle. The game was initially postponed, but the NFL announced it would not be resumed. It would not be resumed due to the nature of the game's events. The Buffalo Bills updated fans last on January 9th, stating that Hamlin has been released from the hospital and returned to Buffalo. He's doing well, and this is his next stage of recovery. Yes, so. Let's break down the definition for all you sports listeners out there that, that may not know what that is. And of course, many of you probably going to going to um going to do a career in EMTs and all that other stuff. Here's what CPR is. So when someone experienced cardiac arrest, which stops the heart from beating, CPR is an emergency life-saving procedure performed that can exponentially aid in their chances of survival. It is normally a combination of chest compressions and mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, although it is possible to learn and utilize a hands-only CPR technique. Why the sudden uptick in CPR curiosity? Bill's assistant trainer, Danny Kellington, administered CPR on the field moments after handling collapse. Kellington was able to restore Hamlin's heartbeat before he was rushed to the hospital. The traumatic event and resuscitation has have inspired fans and non-fans alike to look into CPR resources online, specifically with the American Heart Association. Since the event, the AH the AHA has experienced a massive 620% increase in page views to hands-only CPR content pages. It also found in the days following a 66% increase in traffic to their CPR and first aid page in general, which provides CPR resources and information to sign up for virtual and in-person classes. This means an additional 57,600 people visited the site alone during that period. Other AHA pages that spiked in traffic were there. What is CPR page? Seeing a 145% increase. Similarly, the agency reports a 113% increase in visits to the CPR course catalog, which helps people find which CPR class would be best for them. So... The question is that people are wondering is why is CPR so important? Um, I'll tell you why. According to the American Heart Association, about 90% of people who suffer cardiac arrest outside of a hospital die. CPR, especially if performed immediately, can double or triple a cardiac arrest victim's chance of survival. Yet bystanders only perform CPR 46% of the time. That means Hamlin's survival would have been significantly less likely without the help of Kellington when he performed CPR on the field. After the world tuned into Hamlin's heartbreaking health scare, people feel empowered to learn the critical life-saving skill. What can be what can a bystander do if CPR is needed? The AH a says that the two steps of hands-only CPR 
are to call 911 and push hard and fast in the center of the chest until the person begins breathing on their own or emergency medical services arrive. The pace for CPR is 100 to 120 beats per minute, which can be timed to the beats of familiar songs. Ironically, Staying Alive by the BGs is one of them. Of course, if you'd like to learn more, hold on a second. If you'd like to learn more about this, um, if you'd like to learn more about this, uh, for more information on CPR, you can join the masses and explore the resources on the American Heart Association's website. All right, so there's more to the story. There's more to the story. Um, of course, Skip Bayless. We we'll talk about him, and we're gonna talk about uh, and we're gonna talk about um, um, Shannon Sharp. NFL players, NBA players, and retired pro athletes are calling for Skip Bayless to be fired for comments he made in the aftermath of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, suffering a cardiac arrest um, on the field during Monday night football. After the Bills-Bengals game was suspended in Cincinnati, the undisputed host took to Twitter to chime in on the situation. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? Bayless tweeted as medical personnel tended to Hamlin on the field in Cincinnati. This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Bayless um, appeared on the Fox Sports debate show Tuesday morning without his co-host, Shannon Sharp. Bayless said, he looks forward to seeing Sharp on Wednesday. Um, Bayless Monday night tweet drew immediate backlash with NFL players, including just cornerback Sauce, Sauce Gardner and free agent wideout Des Bryant firing back at the Fox host. <sighs> wow. Wow, just wow. Just wow. Just wow. Hold on a minute here. Um all right, let's get to let's get to it. Oh boy. Okay, that was tasteless though. That's that's really taste that's really tasteless for him to say though. But you know, I think as I'm going through the comments on Instagram and the way people reacting and stuff, I think people are just taking it the I think people took it the wrong way in a sense. I understand how upset they are, but 
um he's basically saying he's basically saying that um that the that um I don't think the game really matters actually um as far as um the concern focus is on the Mar Hamlin. I guess that's what he's trying to say. Um I'll get this in a sharp in a sec. Um Okay, so Bayless Monday night tweet drew. Yeah, I already read that one right there. I already read that one right now. Um, so Sauce um tweeted, "Are you seriously talking about when talking about? Are you seriously talking about when the football game should be postponed? Demar Hamlin's health is all that matters at the moment." Nothing else. And he he responded. And he said, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the rest of the game. But how? Of course, it's latent. Yeah, I reread that one right there. We need to cancel Skip Bayless. First of all. You know, I'm getting really, I'm getting really tired of this whole cancel culture bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's not really going to solve anything. It's not going to solve anything. All right, it's not going to solve anything. That's just going to make matters worse. Yeah. Um, this is crazy, man. Anyway, more pro athletes continue to express displeasure with Bayless' tweet. Free agent NBA point guard Isaiah Thomas replied to Bayless, writing, I hope they fire you, they fire you, bro. For you to even think of the game is very sad. ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins wrote, You are a sick individual. Real talk. Um, Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens reposted Bayless's tweet to Instagram and said, it is the most despicable tweet ever, adding, I hope you lose your job. Former NBA champion Matt Barnes commented under Owens's post, writing, someone should slap the shit out of, out of Skip one of these days. <laughs> Bayless then apologized in a separate tweet, writing Monday night, nothing is more important than that young man's health. That is the point of my last tweet. I'm sorry if that was a misunderstood that was misunderstood, but his health is all that matters. Again, everything else is irrelevant. I pray for him and will continue to. Prior to his controversial tweet about postponing the game, Bayless did say that he said a prayer for Hamlin and his family. Not exactly sure what happened to Damar's Damar Hamlin. Bayless tweeted and amid the tragic, the tragic, tragic scene on Monday night. Players on both both teams are shaken. Ambulance out on the field. CPR administered. Can't remember play being stopped for this length of time. Just said a prayer for him and his family. He continued, I've seen so many horrific injuries suffered on football fields yet never never have i seen a reaction like this in every every other situation i witnessed or covered the games always went on fairly quickly the attitude was hey that's football for these players this was different according to the bills hamlin is sedated and listed in critical conditions 
at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, where, where the second year safety was transported by ambulance. The Bills-Bengals game was postponed after Hamlin collapsed on, on the field in the first quarter. Um, the first quarter after making a hard tackle on Bengals receiver T. Higgins. The 24-year-old initially got up after the hit and appeared dis disoriented before falling to the ground on his back. CPR was performed was performed on Hamlin on the field after his collapse, and his heartbeat was restored on the field before he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. Jordan Rooney, the CEO of Sports Marketing Agency, Jaster Athletes, who is Hamlin's marketing representative, representative and friend, provided an update on Twitter Monday night. Uh yes. And um, Hamlin's vitals are back to normal, and they have put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They are currently running tests, Rooney wrote. The University of Cincinnati Medical Center did not anticipate in making any statement um, early Tuesday. Um, on Tuesday's installment of Fox's Undisputed, Bayless apologized for discussing regular sports topics with Hamlin's life still in jeopardy. I'll admit up front, I'm still shook up by what happened last last night to Damar Hamlin, Bayless said. In fact, I'm still wrecked. In, in fact, I'm not sure I'm capable of doing this show today. After barely sleeping on it, I decided to give it a try. We rustled through much of the night whether to even do a show today because it felt like in our minds we almost can't win with this because the last thing we want to try to do is come off as insensitive to what this young man is going through in a life or death situation the last thing we want to do is offend anyone by trying to do what we always do we which is talk about sports oh boy all right, on to Shannon Sharp. On to Shannon Sharp. On to Shannon Sharp right here. Um, during Wednesday's episode of Undisputed, Shannon Sharp said he wouldn't get into he wouldn't get into speculation regarding why he wasn't on why he wasn't on Tuesday's episode, but did go on to say that he disagreed with Bayless controversial Damar Hamlin tweet. Yeah. Shannon Sharp was absent from Tuesday's episode of FS1's Undisputed after co-host Skip Bayless reaction to Damar Hamlin's hospitalization, according to TMZ. The outlet reports Sharp skipped today's show because he was upset with Skip's tweets which Bayless posted shortly after Buffalo Bills Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field during Monday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Shannon also told the network he doesn't know if he will return to work on Wednesday. Bayless sparked backlash by questioning whether the NFL 
was considering canceling the game due to the situation, which has since left Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in critical condition. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the rest of this game, but how? Bayless wrote, this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which certainly seems so irrelevant. Bayless opened Tuesday's show with a monologue in which he apologized for how his tweet came across. I apologize for what we're going to set out to do here today. If it is, it offends anyone, because we're going to try to do the show pretty much as we usually do the show. I'll admit up front, I'm still shook up by what happened last night to Damon Hamlin, the 71-year-old said. Damn, he's 71? Shit. 71-year-old said, yeah. In fact, I'm still wrecked. In fact, I'm not sure I'm capable of doing this, this show today. After barely sleeping on it last night, I decided to give it a try. He continued, um, in quote, we wrestled through much of the night whether to even do a show today because it felt like, in our mind, we almost can't win with this. Because the, la the last thing we want to try to do is come off as insensitive to what this young man is going through in a life or death situation. As this show goes on, we we're going to try and talk about a little bit of sports, but we're not but we're going to continue to talk about what happened to this young man last night and try to sort back through it with help from you and the audience. Um, oh boy. And, um, of course his uncle, um, chimed in too. His uncle chimed in as well. So, Damon Hamlin's uncle, Dorian Glenn, is speaking out about his nephew's condition. Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest during Monday night's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals and has been in critical um, condition ever since. During the first quarter of Monday, Monday's matchup, Hamlin tackled Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, and both men appeared to be uninjured following the tackle. However, shortly after Hamlin appeared to stumble and collapsed on collapsed on the field, he was swiftly attended to by medical personnel who reportedly gave the, the athlete CPR on the field. He was also placed on a stretcher, given oxygen, and taken to the hospital via ambulance. Whew. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that has to be that has to be very scary for people, man. Especially what he's going through. Um yeah. 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 You get it. All right. Um okay. So, all right. All right, where was I? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 
Yes, he was swiftly attended to by medical um, medical personnel who re reportedly gave the, the athlete CPR on the field. He was also placed on a stretcher, given oxygen, and taken to the hospital via ambulance. NFL Commissioner Robert Goodell announced the postponement of the game. The NFL also released a statement confirming that Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest, which I will break down. The, I'm going to break down the difference between a cardiac arrest and a heart attack. And, um, and, um, all that stuff right there. Um, speaking to CNN tonight, Glenn revealed that Hamlin, who has been sedated at the University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Medical Center since Monday, had to be resuscitated twice. His heart had went out, so they had to resuscitate him twice. Glenn told CNN's Adrian Broadus outside the hospital. They resuscitated him on the field before they brought him to the hospital, and then they resuscitated him a second time when they got him to the hospital. Glenn also thanked the medical staff, telling Broadus, if not for them, my nephew probably wouldn't be here. He was in Pittsburgh watching the game with Hamlin's brother when they witnessed the 24-year-old NFL star collapse. It's just heartbreaking seeing him like that, he said. Glenn continued, I'm not a crier, but I've never cried so hard in my life. Just to know, like, my nephew basically died on the field and they brought him back to life. While the family is taking things day by day, Glenn said he's grateful to he's grateful his nephew is alive and able to keep fighting. I'm just glad he's still alive and able to fight and trying to get better and recover, Glenn said. They sedated him just to give a better chance for him to just continue to heal better. We are just taking it day by day. It seems like he's trending upwards in a positive way. In addition to being sedated, Hamlin has also been on a ventilator to help him to help with his breathing after sustaining damage to his lungs following Monday night's tackle. Both Hamlin's parents, who were at the game when he collapsed, are by the Buffalo Bills' um, DB's side as he receives treatment. While Hamlin's parents are showing up for others, his rep adds that they are still feeling a, a bit nervous when it comes to his recovery. They obviously are nervous. Hamlin's spokesperson, Jordan Rooney, told E.T., uh, it's a little scary for them, but they are optimistic because they know they are. Hamlin's family is feeling the support from the Bengals organization and are grateful to see all kinds of people rallying behind Hamlin as he recovers. It's been phenomenal, Rooney said, about the support. I mean, the family has been incredibly thankful because for them. It's just a, a really tough moment. So to have so many people unite around this challenging time for them, I think it makes a difference. It just goes to show we can come together. Even Bengals and Bills fans can come together. The family is honestly just incredibly thankful. They just keep saying like they are just in disbelief. They are just like, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe how good these people are to us. 
Hamlin's family also released a, an official statement Tuesday, which was shared by Rooney. On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Damar during this challenging time. The statement read, we are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from his um, from fans around the country. And and yes, um, the family statement went on to thank the medical professionals who assisted after the incident, saying we also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to Damar. We um, we feel so blessed to be part of the Bill, the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Hammond's family statement ended with a request for more prayers and a note that further updates would be provided as they come in. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us, the statement read. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. And yes, there's there's um actually more to this, actually. Um, what is it? What is it? Uh and more Damar Hamlin news. Um, the first thing he was wondering. So this is according to ET online. Doctors treating Damar Hamlin said the Buffalo Bill safety is communicating and writing. And one of the questions he asked after waking up on Wednesday was who won the pivotal game between the Bills and the Cincinnati Bagels during a news conference Thursday from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center to update the NFL's pro condition, pros condition and care. Dr. Timothy Pritz clarified that Hamlin is not speaking because he still has a breathing tube assisting him with ventilation. But the 24-year-old communicated in writing Wednesday night and again Thursday. When he asked, did we win? The answer is yes, Damar, you won. You've won the game of life said Pritz, the, the division chief of general surgery at UC Health. That's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center of what's going on. Pritz, along with Dr. William Knight um, um, the fourth, said they've seen substantial improvement in Hammond over the, the last 24 hours. The doctor, the doctors also added that his neurological ne, neurological appears intact. Hammond remains critically ill and in critical condition. The cause of the cardiac arrest is still not known, and the doctors te said tests are ongoing to determine the cause. For, as for Hamlin, immediate recovery timeline, doctors said they would like to see more improvement, which includes Hamlin breathing on his own and then discharged. That being said, doctors said Hamlin has a long way to go from the liberation of the ventilator. So the next big milestone is to see him breathing on his own. 
we sort of view the ventilator as an aid for him as he needs it. And so, you know, after the initial event, we were supporting him on the ventilator 100%, Pritz explained. And what our goal really is for liberation from mechanical ventilation is to gradually decrease the amount of support and let him pick up the difference. And when we reach 0% support, breathing tube comes out and we define that as success. Um, doctors said, doctors added, it's entirely too early to have a conversation as to whether Hamlin can return to the NFL. In the meantime, family and teammates have been by Hamlin's beside, bedside since the scary incident. Per the physician, the physicians caring for Damon Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Damon has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. Read, read a statement released by the Bills. We still critically ill. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal and is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. As reported by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Hamlin opened his eyes Wednesday night and has been gripping the hands of those close to him from his hospital bed. During the first quarter of Monday's matchup, Hamlin tackled Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, and both men appeared to be uninjured following the tackle. However, shortly after Hamlin appeared to stumble and collapse on the field, he was swiftly attended to, to by medical personnel who gave the athlete CPR on the field before ultimately transporting him to a hospital where he is currently receiving treatment. Doctors confirmed Thursday that Hamlin, Hamlin initially had a pulse and needed one round of CPR and the use of a defibrillator after Hamlin lost his pulse. Knight credited the Bills medical staff for quickly jumping into action and saving Hamlin's life. Um, okay, so let's see. So another, another um, Damon Hamlin news. Um, let's get to it right here. After some scary moments on the field, on and off the field, Buffalo Bills safety Damon Hamlin is well on his way to recovering. The safety underwent cardiac arrest on the field after making a routine tackle against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hamlin had to be resuscitated on the field and was immediately placed in the ICU. Now, a day after waking up, Damon Hamlin is already talking with some of his close friends like Carolina Panthers safety Kenny Robertson. And Kenny Robinson says on Twitter, bro, bro, up talking, um, love, I'm so happy. I'm so happy, man. God is good. The athletic insider, Sham um, Charania, and NFL insider Ian Rappaport confirmed this shortly afterwards, as well as the Bills official Twitter account. And Ian Rappaport says, this is amazing. For the first time, um, Bill's 
Um, safety Damar Hamlin is addressing the team via FaceTime. The breathing tube is out, and he's spent the morning speaking to various teammates on FaceTime. Now he's delivering a message to the entire group, I'm told. And Shams, Shams um, Charania says, a blessing, the breathing tube is out of Damon Hamlin's as of this morning, and he has be- begun talking to Buffalo Bills teammate, teammates again. Hamlin has had a breathing tube in, in body through his throat since Monday night, but no longer needs it and can breathe fully on his own. Yes. Um, um, Damar Hamlin FaceTime into our team meeting today to talk to the players and coaches. What he said to the team, love you boys. Um, yesterday, Damar Hamlin woke up and communicated with doctors via writing, which was a great sign. It seemed scary at first since the Bills' safety wasn't breathing um after he collapsed on the field thankfully emts were quick to resuscitate him and get him to the university of cincinnati medical center after damon hamlin went down and was transported to the hospital and the nfl decided to call off the bills Bengals game temporarily that decision was eventually turned into a no contest as there seemed to be no feasible way to resume play of this game. Because of that, the NFL had to change a couple of things to accommodate this sudden change. Hamlin isn't quite out of the woods yet. Doctors still have to determine if there was any any damage done to his brain or other vital organs during the cardiac arrest. Still, the early returns on the safety are much more promising than anyone ever expected. Here's to hoping that Hamlin makes a makes a full recovery and gets back to living life the way he wants to. Hmm. Um, let's see, let's see. Let me see. Um so let me see. So on Monday night football Monday night football last week. Buffalo Bills player Damon Hamlin suddenly collapsed on the football field. He stopped breathing and his heart stopped breathing. His distraught teammates and tens of millions of television viewers watched, worried whether he would survive. And Wednesday, he he walked out of the hospital. Those paramedics and first responders who saved Damon's life are truly heroes. And here in newcastle county we're hoping everyone get access to the same life-saving treatment damon hamlin received you don't see this type of life-saving heroism on national tv very often but for for newcastle county paramedics this is what they see and do every single day they are out there 24 hours a day seven days a week saving lives in our communities as your county executive, I will never stop doing everything I can do to help our our brave, hardworking first responders come to the rescue with high quality emergency medical care. Here are some of the things we've done to ensure county residents can get fast and effective emergency help. 
Of course, there's faster 911 call response. For the first time in county history, we met the national standard answering 90% of calls in 10 seconds or less. And we have now exceeded that standard for five consecutive years. Text 911 in an emergency, call 911 if you can. Text if you cannot in domestic violence and active shooter situations and for those with speech, hearing, and other disabilities. This technology has been critical to saving lives and keeping our community safe. Pulse Point, our Pulse Point app alerts anyone who knows CPR to come help a nearby victim learn CPR. Call 302-395-2736 to attend one of our community CPR courses. Then download the Pulse Point app and become part of the chain of survival for cardiac arrest incidents. It is saving lives. View of life. Imagine for a minute that you are a paramedic. When you initiate emergency response, you usually know very little about the victim. The vital of life is a small pill bottle with a medical information sheet. You fill out the information sheet, put it in your refrigerator and put the the vial of, of life magnet on your fridge. This enables paramedics to learn what medicines you take and other health conditions to be aware at to be aware of as they administer care in an emergency pick up a free vial of life at your local newcastle county library and we will continue to make it a top priority to recruit and retain the highest quality emt personnel ems excuse me um personnel to save delaware Delawareans lives. All right, hold on. Okay, shouts to Coastal Sports Podcast. Um, appreciate you viewing this. I see you. And um, <laughs> um, we have given unprecedented financial support to our paramedics, providing them with the increased pay that they deserve. During the COVID slamdemic, we provided paramedics, 911 operators, and other emergency personnel with Heroes, Heroes Pay for going above and beyond and serving our communities. And, and a few months ago, in collaboration with a United Newcastle County Council, we gave county paramedics their largest pay increase ever. Let's all work together learning CPR, putting vial of life in the, in the fridge and supporting our paramedics in Delaware. Everyone deserves to be treated like Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait a minute here. I did see somewhere. I'm on a minute here. I did see somewhere we said that uh, he said to his teammates, okay, hold on. Let me look this up. Okay.
to his teammates to not worry about him. Go out there and win. We should note this actually. Yes. Um, yes, I did I, I did mention that part, but it didn't really get to so Bill's players didn't know ahead of time that Damar Hamlin would join a team meeting via FaceTime on Friday. But when head coach Sean um McDermott told the players he had a he had a treat in store. He could see the look on their faces in anticipation of what was probably coming. When Hamlin appeared on the screen, players stood up and started clapping. They yelled too. Hamlin made hand signals and gestures like a heart symbol and flexed both biceps for his teammates. And somewhere in the middle of that, McDermott said during a press conference Friday, Hamlin told his teammates, I love you boys, probably won't be able to do justice honestly with the words McDermott said when asked about hearing McDermott, no, excuse me, um, Hamlin's voice after the 24-year-old safety suffered cardiac arrest and collapsed on the field during the Bills game at Cincinnati. Amazing, touching. It was it was the latest in heart in a heartwarming string of positive developments for Hamlin. The Bills announced earlier in the day that Hamlin's breathing tube had been removed overnight he gradually awoke awoke from medically induced sedation wednesday night and communicated in writing first asking who won the game between cincinnati and buffalo his father mario spoke to the bills on wednesday um let's see but actually seeing Hamlin's face on the screen with my own eyes was something mcdermott had looked forward to and needed he said then he saw the reaction that unfolded across the room across um excuse me throughout the brief call it was a pretty cool exchange for a few seconds there mcdermott said assistant athletic tra athletic trainer tabani riches who is in cincinnati with hamlin and director of team administration matt wars warswick Help coordinate the call, McDermott said. They put Hamlin on the big screen in their meeting room, so he was larger than life in there for us. In addition to the heart symbol and flexing on them, Hamlin also gave Bill's players a thumbs up. General Manager Brandon Bean, who, st who has stayed in Cincinnati to be with Hamlin, said during a press conference Friday that McDermott initially wanted to stay too. In the end, they decided to have McDermott back in Buffalo to lead these coaches and his and this team and help these guys get through get through back here. Since they didn't know how to how the week would unfold from a scheduling standpoint, how McDermott guided the Bills is why I love Sean being um, added. Hamlin's recovery has united the football community. Throughout the week, Richards kept being updated as Hamlin's toy drive fundraiser kept gathering donations from fans other 
other NFL players and teams. It crept up to $3 million, then $4 million. Wow. Wow. Hold on. $3 million to $4 million. Okay. $3 million to $4 million. That's that's dope, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he... Yeah, Damon Hamlin has a toy drive. He has a he's a he has an organization where people could do donations and stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so three to four million dollars. That's a lot, man. All right. Um, during what being called a laughable moment. Hamlin's mother Nina told the general manager, "Man, he just wanted twenty. He just wanted two thousand five hundred. Wow. And um, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's really crazy, right there, though. Um, wanted to. All right. Um." Yeah, uh, um, yeah, um, let me see, um, you are going to be passing out cars next year being recalled replying not toys it's going to be exciting to see how excited daymar is about what he he can do being continued in the press conference because that's who daymar is he's so selfless and he's always got a smile hamlin collapsed on the field and went to went into cardiac arrest Monday night after tackling um, Bengals receiver T. Higgins. The second-year player had CPR administered on the field before he was transported to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. The Bills will host the Patriots on Sunday, which already happened um, already. Um, yeah, he did tell the team – think I remember seeing somewhere actually I remember seeing somewhere actually I just remember it because um he did mention he did mention it I forget I forget now um he uh let me see let me see let me see let me see the bills Um, okay, wait a second. Where did he, wait a minute. I'm just going to wait. Um, love you boys. Um, let's see, let's see. Yeah. Um of course um 
Yeah, he did mention he did mention um yeah he he has a toy drive actually a toy drive fundraiser and and I remember reading somewhere where he mentioned to his teammate not to worry too much about him and go out there and win. And that's the confidence that um that the teammates needed, you know what I'm saying? And um I have to really let's go to um because I remember talk I remember um what is this? Okay, Russ Tucker. Okay, let me paraphrase what Russ Tucker said actually. And then he talked about this on um a couple weeks ago on Team Z Live regarding um Damon Hamlin's health. Now now I wonder I wanted to explain what cardi what what is cardiac arrest and the difference between those two. So let's find out what cardiac arrest is. So for those of you who may not know what cardiac arrest is, um, I'll be glad to to break that down for you. Hold on. Yes. So, a, card, a cardiac arrest is also called uh, called a, um, and he used this he used this long word. Um, Ross Tucker used this long word medical term actually, uh, which is cardiopulmonary arrest or circulatory arrest, and indicates a sudden stop in effective and normal blood circulation due to failure of the heart to pump blood. Cardiac arrest is different from um, myocardial infarction or heart attack, but may be caused by a heart attack when the blood flow to the heart is stopped due to narrow or obstructed coronary arteries, a heart attack occurs. Um, this may lead to a cardiogenic shock and cardiac arrest. Uh, what happens in cardiac arrest? Once the usual blood circulation stops, oxygen delivery to all vital organs is also stopped. The organ that is the most quickly and severely affected by this is the brain. The patient loses conscience and breathing is shallow and minimized. If the cardiac arrest persists for over five minutes, permanent brain damage may occur. The damp, the excuse me, the pulse that is usually seen in the carotid artery in the neck as well in the wrists and ankles is lacking. Cardiac arrest may lead to sudden cardiac death or SCD. Um, heart attack is an is an important cause of SCD. Now, causes to cardiac arrest. Some of the most important causes of cardiac arrest include heart attack or myocardial infarction, of course, seen in 30% of cases, cardiac anat anatomical abnormality, abnormality, excuse me, Cardiac rhythm disturbance or 
arrhythmia. The most common fatal abnormal heart rhythm is ventric ventricular fibrillation, cardiomyopathy, cardiomyopathy, excuse me, um, sepsis and major infection, drug overdose, major injury and blood loss, lung or heart injury may also lead to cardiac arrest, advanced cancer, extremely high or low body temperature, extremely high or low blood level of potassium, severe oxygen deprivation, pulmonary embolism. What needs to be done? A cardiac arrest is a medical emergency. For every minute that a person is in in cardiac arrest before arrival of, of a defibrillator, the chances of survival are reduced by about 10%. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation is attempted along with defibrillation of the heart to try and reinstate the heart's pumping rhythm. To provide adequate CPR, a person needs to check that um, the airways are open by tilting the head back and lifting the chin of the patient breathing signs can be seen and heard circulation is attempted with cardiac compression all right so there you have it right there now a breakdown between the difference between cardiac arrest and heart attack let's get to it so actually, there's there's like five differences between a heart attack and a cardiac arrest. So a heart attack is not the same as a cardiac arrest. A heart attack is when one of the coron- coronary arteries become blocked, becomes blocked. The heart muscle is robbed of its vital blood supply, and if left untreated, it will begin to die because it is not getting enough oxygen. Cardiac arrest is when a person, a person's heart stops pumping blood around their body and they stop breathing normally. Many cardiac cardiac arrests in adults happen because of a heart attack. This is because a person who is having a heart attack may develop a dangerous heart rhythm, which can cause a cardiac arrest. A heart attack and a cardiac arrest are both emergency situations of course you can call 999 straight away find out about heart attacks effects and what you should do read more about heart attacks and learn about heart attack symptoms learn more about cpr and how to do cpr um okay now the here we we all right before we even go to baseball news man we need to thank the medical staff we need to thank the medical staff man you know what i'm saying the medical staff um who helped them out actually and and of course um and the person um who i just mentioned earlier um i forget his 
I'm gonna go to his name right. I'm gonna go to his name actually. Uh, his name is uh, it's something with Kellington. Okay, wait a second. Something with Kellington. Wait, 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 wait. Kellington, Kellington, Kellington. Where is um? It's something with Kellington, Kellington, Kellington. Um, Kellington, Kellington. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I did see that name earlier. Um, I did see that name earlier. I forget. Uh, Denny Kellington. We need to thank him for that. And along with the medical staff, we need to, yeah, Danny Kellington and, and along with the medical staff and and everybody who 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 contribute to um Damon Hamlin's um health. So let's we're gonna make some noise for this, man. For real. We need to make some noise for this though, man. This is this is something to be celebrated. You know what I'm saying? This is something to be celebrated. All right. Um, let's get to let me see what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, what else? What else? What else? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Kellington and the, the medical staff are the heroes. All right. Now we go to, um, some, some New York Mets news actually. All right. Starting with. Starting with where Jeff McNeil, Jeff McNeil. All right. So consider Jeff McNeil as one of the gems of the Mets lineup, which exhibits its fair share of riches. Already possessing one of the deeper lineups in the National League with a premier power hitting, no, premier, premier power hitter in Pete Alonzo and one of the best offensive shortstops in the game in Francisco Lindor. McNeil is a pure is as pure a hitter as they come in today's game. Fresh off a batting title where he batted 3.326 in 2022. But there is an air of uncertainty heading into 2023 with the negotiations for Carl's career falling through um, which didn't really happen. The Mets are still missing that one last piece that owner Steve Corn originally boasted about when he had when he had, when he and Correa uh, agreed on a 12-year, 315 million dollar pack on December 21st. Um. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> Okay, still the top 
of Buck Showalter's lineup is more than set with Brandon Nimmo, Stalin Monte, Francisco Lindor, and Pete Alonzo cemented in spot numbers one through four. Considering McNeil's standing as the reigning batting champ, there will be an understandable school of thought that would speculate the 30-year-old lefty batting fifth. After all, he posted a 382 on base percentage last season and New York's most glaring hole in production last year was from number from the number five spot um, behind Pete Alonzo with Mets batters posting a paltry .653 OPS with 70 RBIs. The problem is that McNeil was least productive in the five hole in 2022, of course, 253, 327, 377, where he had his most played appearances of the campaign 165. It was it forced Walter to rely on Daniel Volkerback, who struggled to rise to the occasion, mostly because he's not the kind of ball player to inhibit that role. So the answer seems rather clear that McNeil should be in the number six spot. Hmm. In 28 fewer plate appearances than the number five spot, McNeil batted one of four points higher, which includes .357 with nine more hits and and, and .868 OPS when batting, when batting sixth. It will allow him to remain in the top two-thirds of the lineup while boosting a number six hole that saw decent production from Mets batters last season, .260, um, BA, .731 OPS. Of course, that won't answer the looming question of where the Mets will find a power bat behind Alonzo at the number five Um the hope is that Eduardo Escobar can carry the momentum from a monstrous um, September and fill that role. There is also the possibility of Alvarez, which I will discuss next. Um, Alvarez, the Mets' top prospect, putting on such a show in spring training that the team would have no other choice than to keep him on the major league roster. Okay, and speaking of speaking of Avarice, okay. Um, all right, and this is from amny.com. Um, what are the Mets going to do with Francisco Avarice? Their top prospect and the consensus pick to be the catcher of the future is inching towards a 2023 season that would that could very well be his first full foray into life in the major leagues or could be another year in which a majority of it is spent in the minors. Um, so there is little question that the 21-year-old's bat is ready for the bigs. He posted an an 885 OPS with 27 home runs and 78 RBIs in 112 games between Double A Binghamton 
in Triple A Syracuse last season before getting a call up to the Mets toward the very end of the 2022 season. He went two for 12 in five games in the majors with one home run and one RBI. Concerns still revolve around his defense, though, which appeared to be a faucet of his game that was going to slightly delay his ascent to Queens full time. He simply does not have enough experience catching big league pitches, especially the likes of Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, which would be an enormous tax for task for the youngster to fulfill for a team whose World Series window is perceived to be open, but not quite small. General Manager Billy Epler proceeded to create a temporary logjam at the position as well by bringing on Omar Navarez to work alongside Tomas Nito behind the plate in 2023. Both are solid defensive catchers, said Nav- and Navarez, an all-star, an all-star in 2021, already said that if he can help Alvarez grow and be part of the team, I'm going to do it. That's at least something to watch for during spring training where Alvarez can pick up some defensive tips from the veterans. Of course, the initial suggestion of a workaround to this would have been to make Alvarez a designated hitter option to support a spot in the lineup that struggled so mightily last season between the failed tryouts of Dom Smith and J.D. Davis before Daniel Vogelback couldn't provide the necessary power, and Darren Ruff fell woefully flat. <clears throat> However, the Mets have brought in veteran Tommy Pham as a deaf option behind corner outfielders Mark Canna and Starlin Marte, but he could also add another dimension to the DH platoon alongside Vogelback, given his career um, 0.843 OPS against left-handed pitching. Because of that, SNY's Andy Martino reported last week that Alvarez is not in the mix for the Mets' full-time DH job. Again, the righty isn't just supposed to be with the Mets for his bat. The only way for him to be the catcher of the future is if his defensive game is up to snuff. snuff. And spending most of the season as the DH obviously wouldn't help those prospects. Alvarez himself said earlier this month that he will 100% be on the Mets opening day roster, but he could still very well begin the 2023 season down in Syracuse to ensure the most well-rounded version of the slugger will be available for Buck Showalter. And finally, and finally, Mets, Red Sox among MLB teams. Teams historically run low on on spending money at this stage of the offseason. But it's interesting that a couple of the richest teams, um, Mets and Red Sox, and a few of the smaller revenue teams, of course, Marlins, Pirates, and Brewers saved saved money for January deals. 
after signing Tommy Fan to their fourth outfielder for $6 million. The, the Mets are looking for a lefty reliever, and there's interest in Zach Britton. Yes. Um, yes, Zach Britton. Okay, let's do... All right. Hold on. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm on a minute here. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Hang in there. We're almost done. We're almost done. Anyway. Uh. Anyway, um, anyway, let me see, let me see. Come on, come on, come on. Um, all right. Yes, so, so far the Mets aren't sure if they can work out a deal for Britain, who threw for teams last week. Andrew Schaefer, whose market, is heating up is another Mets possibility. The Red Sox are working late. After agreeing to terms with Adam Duvall for for $7 million and with Jorge Alfaro and Ramo Tapia on minor league deals, they are considering Elvis Andrus, Josh, Har- Josh Harrison, and perhaps um, Jurickson Profar. Wow, seven million dollars, huh? Yes. Um, the Red Sox seem to believe um, Kike Hernandez can handle shortstop and like Harrison as someone who can play all, all over, including occasionally as short. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Um, Yuli um, Gurriel, a South Florida resident, is a possible fit for the Marlins, who just added Johnny Coetzo for $8.5 million. Aroldis Chapman, another South Florida resident, seemed to want to be a Marlin, but agreed to a $3.75 million deal with the Royals. How about that? All right. Um, One person said he thought Marlins GM Kim NG would be reluctant to sign a player with a domestic violence ban in his past. Miami surely considered that issue with Chapman, but it isn't known whether that was the deciding factor. The Marlins seem to sign a lot of Miami area residents 
Um, of course, A.V. Garcia and Jorge Soler are two. The Braves had interest in bringing 2022 World Series MVP Soler back at the deadline last year after DeVore went down. But wanted Miami to pay the deal down, they wound up dealing for Robbie Grossman. The Pirates did well to sign Andrew McCutcheon and Rich Hill and the Brewers to ink Wade Miley and Brian Anderson, um, the former Marlins third baseman. Milwaukee's TV announcer is also named Brian Anderson. The Cardinals, Twins, and Rockies are among the teams linked to Miami's Pablo Lopez, who seems to be the most likely to go in a trade. The Marlins would like um, Luis Arias back for Lopez, but the Twins would want two pitches for the AL batting champ. Okay. Okay. And yes, um, by the way, man, you can check out um, Russ Tucker's podcast on Spotify and and wherever you get your podcast from, he talks about um, the the incident with Damon Hamlin and stuff on one of, one of the episodes. So go check that out. All right. And there you have it right there, man. There you have it right there. Um, there you have it right there. Um, all right. Okay. That's gonna. I think that's gonna do it right here, man. Um, we're gonna wrap up right here, and do one more segment right here, called "Stream Choices on the Go." Let's go. Yeah, you folks know what to do, especially the people in the sports world that's listening to this right here. Um, you like what you heard in today's episode, whatsoever. Um, please feel free, please feel free to, um, go ahead and, and show some love by following excellent fun, vibrant talks podcast, um, the sports edition show on Instagram alongside with meticulous vibe juice podcast, um, the review show and, and also follow my number one show that, that did two years that did two years and two years of an anniversary off the meat rat chains new york podcast and of course follow me on the primary handle of g money stacks 555 in queens new york turn on your notifications to for details and more information of when each episode is going to be dropping and when i'm going to be live on instagram live so you can see me in action and of course comment on the sports topics how do you feel about the whole damon hamlin situation and 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 what skip was was skip's tweets that were insensitive and stuff um i know some some of the people already talked about this um a while back and um and how and also how do you feel about um the the, the situation with the Mets as far as like Jeff McNeil 
and um francisco alvarez and and the other um january deals of the mets and red sox um you know what i'm saying that has to be a real challenge right there um yeah so um you can go to the link in bar where it says link tree slash excellent fun vibrant podcast all right and you're going to see a whole list of audio streaming platforms included and you can leave a voice message on your thoughts on the sports topics that you that you um that you heard including the whole damon hamlin situation um the Mets situation during the off season and all that great stuff right there um so yeah you so yeah you can leave a voice yeah you can leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks zero slash message and speaking of anchor that's what we're going to start with right here so anchor audible audacity amazon music breaker Castbox fm deezer listen notes moon fm podcast player fm pocket cast pod friend Podo polo Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music radio and podcast. Um, and you don't need a debit card to you don't need a debit card or a credit card to download iHeartRadio or any other apps that I just mentioned right there. And you can download iHeartRadio along with the apps on your iPhones, your Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, laptops includes Mac and and Windows. All right. And um and of course, last but not least, and finally. Make sure you grab that subscribe button on the YouTube sports channel page of Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast. Click on the Noni Noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. And and be sure to be sure to stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes. In case you miss any of them, don't worry. Everything's going to be uploaded to the YouTube channel page. And this episode is going to be dropped off on Thursday. 52 will be dropped off tomorrow. All right. And, and of course, be sure to share the episodes, share the videos. Plus, listen, stream, watch, watch the episodes, download the episodes. Tell a friend to another friend. Spread the word. Word of mouth is important. And um, for starters, and for starters, um, be sure to share the link that says Linktree slash Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast along with the podcast as well with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, your girlfriends your friends, the people you are cool with from work and the people where you meet at festivals, 
festivities, parties, gaming, gaming centers, wherever it is, whatsoever. And um, yeah, that's gonna do it, man. That's gonna do it. Um I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greganator. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me on the episode um 53 titled titled Um You are flat out out of your mind. And that's basically talking about skip skip Bayless. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much what this is though. And also, um, wait a minute. And also remember that uh and also to remember the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. And and if you want something, you have to work hard for it and you have to earn it. And most importantly, most importantly, um, without further ado, if I don't mention this, the most important thing that you have to remember is basically, basically, um, The most important thing you have to remember is find your voice, be yourself, and and look and find something that makes you happy creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually alongside with, alongside with what gets you into your zone while you are on your your p's and q's with tunnel vision don't let anybody stop you from following your goals and dreams or whatever and and of course it really 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 means um to be yourself especially if you are behind the microphone, right? The important thing is to be yourself. You don't need to pretend to be somebody else and you don't need to worry about the damn haters because because they these are just insecure cyberbullying um Neanderthal leeching moron bastards, okay? Don't worry about these motherfuckers. They're not paying your bills. They're not helping you with your goals and dreams. The only person that has to do that is you. You have to stand out. And and by the way, I for, I keep forgetting to mention in the podcast free game, um, free game, um, podcast free game mechanism segment is that you don't have to worry about wasting money at a fancy studio to record podcast episodes. It, for some people, it for some people they would record at their own homes, which is what I'm doing because I'm trying to save money for things that I need and want. You know what I'm saying? And that's something you have to think about too. 
So there you have it right there, man. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in to Rockin' With Me, man. And I'll see y'all next time in the next episode where we talk about the whole crazy shit with Kyrie Irving, the same guy who who said that the earth was flat, which which is the which is a dumbass move to say. And uh and I say and I say dumbass move to say actually, which requires which requires this. Anyway, man, I'm up out of here. Peace and one love. And I hope y'all enjoy yourselves and one another. Be sure to reach out to one another because you never know what a person might be going through on the inside. It's not about what's on the outside, all right? And I'm going to be, I'm going to actually call this a, a night because my two shows is on right now, The Rookie and along with Rookie Feds and stuff. So thank you. Peace and one love. And have yourselves a good night, folks. Hey guys, G Money Stacks here. You like what you heard? I need your help on some things. Go to the YouTube channels like Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast Sports Edition Show, G Money Stacks 555, and Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast by grabbing the subscribe button, enable alerts with the notification bell, leave a like, comment on the episodes, including the topics, and much more. Plus, you can catch up on the episodes on streaming platforms, including YouTube, by going to the link that says Linktree slash Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast. Make sure you follow on Instagram, Excellent Fun 
Vibrant Podcast, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast, alongside with myself, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with me and listening to the episodes. Peace and one love.